Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. It's Marion Bailey with the Hip Senior Podcast. Today, we are here with Ryan Hurd. Ryan is the founder and CEO of his own business. He's an author and is a speaker for TED Talks. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Marianne, how are you? I am so excited to be on the Hip Senior today. I'm this excited so for cool. you to be here as well. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. I, I'm a tech girl, so anytime I get a chance to talk to anybody tech regarding senior stuff, I am down for it. So I'm just glad that you're here as well. Ryan, we're going to get into all your business a little bit later, but give us a little snippet of what your business is, your book, and your TED Talk, just a little preview in advance. Sure. So I'll start with my background. I've been in smart home, IoT, that kind of stuff for the last 30 years before they called it smart home and IoT. I actually wrote the book on it called Join the Smart Home Revolution. And I gave a TED Talk on how smart technology is going to help us uh, age in place. So let's think about finally technology is going to start working for us as humans instead of just being a gadget. So that's really where it comes from. And then my company, Caregiver Smart Solutions, was actually born out of a necessity. And it's really the point of which uh, my background and my father having cancer and when he was having his chemo treatments, I was concerned. It started with, did he, is he taking his medication? And then it went on to simple things like, did dad get up? Is he moving around? Is he eating? And yet there was nothing out there that could satisfy the information, give me clarity, be there when I can't be there. I can only run over there a certain amount, but I'm doing other things. So it was really born out of necessity. And then here we are. Here we are. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is technology and how to prevent some of the things that can happen to seniors on things that happen on a normal basis. We, right. I guess we didn't come up with a subject line for this, but I'll tell, I'm going to tell the story of something that happened this past week. It didn't actually happen this past week. It happened over a month ago, and I was just notified Friday that my ex-landlord, she was 80 years old. Her name was Linda. You can find her on some of my social media. She was living alone. She was an amputee. She said she had a store-bought leg. And she fell and she passed away. It was her worst fear was falling and dying when she did that. And unfortunately, that is how she passed away. She lived alone. She did have an Amazon dot set up. And the only reason I can think of that she didn't use it was either she forgot because she was panicking because she fell or maybe she hit her head and was unable to. So with that in mind, and she also, she had a smartphone that she carried around with her, carried it around her neck. What else did she have? She had a home phone. She, I'm not sure if she had one of the buttons to call, to push or whatever. So I'm not sure of the, any of the details other than the fact of what I just told you happened. Now, what are some things that we can talk about today that could have prevented not necessarily her from falling, but what could have prevented her from dying and not being able to get the help she needed in time? You know, that, that's a great question. So first, I want to start by saying with today's technology, 
this should never happen. Up until now, there has been, I fall and I can't get up, which has been great. The pendant type systems. Although in this case, this person was surrounded by technology, right? A smartphone, maybe she was wearing a pendant. Maybe there's a dot or something like that, some kind of interface. But it goes to show the problem is we're expecting that person to have these things on them, right? And the younger generation, my kids, I cannot pry that technology, that smartphone out of their hand. They have a life grip on it. But especially as we start getting older, it's not always around us. Or if, let's say, our loved one is wearing one of those pennants, a lot of times we've learned that when they come home, they take them off because either A, they feel safe at home, or B, they don't want to get it wet. So think of going into the shower. And although most of them are waterproof, it's the thought process. And then you combine that with what happened here, a very stressful situation. Maybe she hit her head, maybe she didn't, but either way, it was very stressful. And you can't remember a Alexa or anything like that. We really need to look at technology in a lens of how can we make it work for us in that situation? You want to look at passive, something that's monitoring the habits of that individual. And there are a lot of good technologies out there, but it has to be balanced with being intrusive, right? We don't want to give up our rights. The classic thing is think of like a camera. Nobody wants to be spied on. I don't want to be spied on. I'm not going to have a camera in my house when I get older. My grandmother, who's 97 now, is definitely not going to have a camera on her. But it's not just camera because there's some technologies that are out there that are listening devices. And I think that's just as intrusive as a camera. If it's always listening, that just doesn't work for me. might work for you, but it doesn't work for me. Basically, what I want to say is, There is technology out there that this should never happen. There's the technology that I've got your back kind of a thing. Okay. I know you have sensors and stuff like that set up within yours, but, and we're going to get to those, but what else things out there could, obviously seniors don't necessarily know what they don't know. Exactly. How can the family bring some of these things and what are some of these things that they can do? to convince their loved ones, honestly, we're not trying to take away your individuality. We're not trying to take away your freedom of going to the store or driving your car or whatever the case may be of just living alone and doing your thing. So how can they start to approach this with their loved ones? Great question. So number one is having that conversation. Mom, I love you, but you're getting older. (laughs) You're walking a little slower and it happens to all of us. I'm not running as fast as I used to. Things like the basics, right? So when you talk to OTs, they talk about removing all of the drop rugs, all of the runners, those kind of things, because they tend to be trip hazards. Things like getting a good walker. And I know a lot of us are not going to use it, a walker, a cane or whatever. A lot of times what they do is they move furniture closer together so they can use the furniture. Okay. Not necessarily cool with that, but hey as long as you're walking up and you can get around. But there are some things from a technology standpoint that they can use. So think of things like lights. You can put lights underneath the bed or around the home, and they're really inexpensive now, right? There's lights that replace the outlet covers that are simple. You unscrew one, you put the other one on, they're like 10 bucks. But this way, when that person gets up at night to go to the bathroom, 
it's illuminating their way. Have you they, ever seen them illuminating like hallways, like on the way to the bathroom, just showing them? Right. Don't get the ones that are like super bright white light. You want to get the ones that are on the yellowish side. They call it like 3000 Kelvin. Think more yellowish because you don't want to wake mom up. You just want to enable mom to get to the bathroom and get back. So things like that. Other things that are interesting. Yes, voice does have a place in the home as long as we understand that. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that a voice controlled toilet is a good idea? I think voice controlled anything is a good idea. But I just bought a fan for my bedroom the other day that's Alexa enabled. So you're. If you're looking for any other answer, you're talking to the wrong girl for that. Whenever I ask that question, people look at me and they're like, why do I need to control my toilet with my voice? And for the most part, yeah. Let me tell you about the herd household. So the herd household exists of three young boys. So yes, that that flash that just went through your head of chaos and craziness. Yeah, that's my house. Now, what that means is whenever I'm walking past the bathrooms, It's amazing. I have the only house in America that light switches go on, but don't have an offside. I don't understand why. Works for me. Never works for my kids. But anyway, same thing with the toilet. I'll walk past that bathroom and Lord help us. So it's a nicety. Alexa, flush the toilet. Okay. It's not going to change my lifestyle. It's just there. It's a nice to have. It's not a need to have. But when we talk about our aging loved ones, Then I'll pick on my grandmother again, 87 years old. The reality, as we get older, we're not really sitting in our chair. We're falling into our chair and it's harder to get up. So if I can remove one point of friction, if grandma doesn't have to bend back over and flush the toilet and hold on to the seat as she's trying to do that, and I can be like, grandma, just say, Alexa, flush the toilet. That's nice. It's gone from a nice to have to, I need to have it because I don't want grandma to fall. But now let's take it one step further. What if grandma could also use that to turn on the shower or the tub? So grandma, just say, Alexa, turn on the shower to 80 degrees. So now grandma doesn't have to try to open up the curtain or the glass doors, fiddle around with hot and cold, wait for it to warm up, put her hand in, and it's way too hot or way too cold. She could literally just say, Alexa, Turn on the shower, make it 80 degrees, done. Now she can just get in. Again, it's how do I remove those points of possible falls? Because falls are bad. Not only are they expensive, but depending on the age, they tend to be the one factor that starts leading to a negative outcome. So how do we do that? So there's things like that. There's also, did you know that the number one precursor to a fall is, drum roll, Dehydration. Ah. Yep. Yeah, I listened, so, to your, I listened to your TED talk. That is awesome. <laughs> so if we could, and it makes sense, right? So on one hand, if we're self-isolating, in other words, we're not going out as much, we're not thinking about it, maybe we're drinking a lot of coffee, which is a di- dialectic. I know I didn't say, but you're diuretic. We need more water, but we're not thinking about it because we're home. And all of a sudden, a day or two or three, and now I get up, low blood pressure and dehydration, and now that person's on the floor. So there are smart uh, bottle caps like water.io that you can buy that'll remind you, hey, drink more water or remind the family, mom's not drinking enough. Again, 
These are little things that on one hand are gadgets, but on the other hand, we can make them work for us as humans. You could even put reminders into your Alexa products to remind you every two hours or whatever, have you drinking more water? I know you a lot can of absolutely people... make your loved one nuts. <laughs> right. I use it for like reminders of you know, nine o'clock at night. Have you shut your garage door? Just yes, it is shut. But just making sure before I go to bed. Of, oh, yeah, I need to go take a look at just double check. Or every Sunday evening, hey, it's trash night. Put out the trash. I'm 53 years old. Still just having those nice reminders there and using that is beneficial. Yeah, I was thinking true. about how you talked about like having the toilet flush. And I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, there's no way she's going to remember those commands. And I was thinking like simply print out a sheet that says, Alexa, flush the toilet, laminate it, stick it on the wall behind the toilet. And now she's got an easy reminder when she turns around. Oh yeah, I can say that. And it really does come to, listen, we're humans. I get it, but we're all in this together. So how can we solve problems. And that's what I am. I'm a problem solver. I tend to look at it from a technology standpoint. So is there something I can do leveraging technology to solve that problem? And sometimes you're right. It's as simple as I understand mom's not going to remember, but let's try to make it easy because if she can remember, then she can get this benefit out of it. Yeah. Even using things like reminders for taking their medicines or that there's I remember seeing a story that this guy was helping take care of his grandfather or his grandmother. It would leave dinner in the microwave and all he would set it, you know, five o'clock for wine, grandma, the dinners in the microwave. Yeah. Maybe and those are easier. the advent too of smart microwaves. These things, I think they're great. And again, it's, I'm getting a little older. I'm tending to use these a lot more. Where are my glasses? And the problem is if anybody's ever noticed the manufacturers, I swear. You know, if you get your frozen peas or frozen corn or whatever, and you flip it on the backside, they're using like 0.1 font. I can't read these things no matter what. But with the smart microwave, the ability to scan that bag, the QR code, and then it tells the microwave, okay, it's frozen corn. It has to go in for a minute at 50%. Then it turns and whatever that whole scenario is that they print on the back there. And it just does it. And that's where I'm talking about technology can work for us as humans, no matter what the age, whether we're 40, 50, 80, that's a benefit. And where this stuff is coming in, we've had smart kitchens for a while. I really challenge you to buy any, let's say, stove that doesn't have some kind of an app in it. And dishwashers, washer and dryers, refrigerators, all of these stuff has some kind of technology in it that can definitely benefit us. What kind of thing, when you're talking about, say, somebody might say, why would I need my washer and dryer to be <laughs> smart? What's your answer to them for the, for that type of stuff? Man, do you want your clothes to stink or be wrinkled? <laughs> and really, that's what it comes down to. If you think about it, the best thing about the smart washer and dryer is I'm always busy. You know, with the three kids, chaos, baseball, the whole nine yards. So the ability to throw the stuff in the washer, push start, put the cleaner in it and go and then be alerted that wash is done. And I can either cycle it again or I can run downstairs, throw it into the dryer. And the same thing there. If I'm getting ready for a conference, I'm washing my stuff and then maybe I run out or do whatever. 
and now I have my nice shirts that I don't want to have wrinkled. That's where, again, the thing that gets me excited is when the technology works for us. So yes, on one hand, you're like, man, how does that benefit me? But in the real world, when you talk about things like that, because how many times have we thrown wash in the washer and then we go down the next day and be like, I totally forgot. And now you have to rewash it because it stinks. So if you just got a quick push notification like wash is done, nice. And it definitely benefits my world. I will tell you that. <laughs> I wanted to go off on somebody else's smartphone so they'll come do fold my laundry and put it away for me. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That's all I really want in life. It's someone to push the button. Oh, Marianne's dinner's done. Let's go prepare it. Marianne's hungry. Yeah. Let's go prepare it for her. Let's do her laundry. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other tax bracket. So yeah, in certain lives, they have that. I've read about it, I swear. Yeah. What other kind of smart products are there available out there for seniors that we aren't even thinking of yet? There's a lot of interesting stuff, right? So there is products out there. So think of it as smart spoons. So there was this manufacturer that came out a couple of years ago. And what it was is if you have an individual, that has, let's say, the shakes. They have a hard time. Or something like that. Exactly. They have a hard time holding a spoon. And what we'll see in the aging population is that, let's say that person starts losing weight and it's because of Parkinson's, but it's not because of Parkinson's, it's because of motor ability, motor skills. So simple things like using a spoon with soup or using a spoon with corn or peas. You just can't keep the thing straight. There's actually a manufacturer out there that has a smart device that's a spoon that either A, will stop the shaking, like you'll still shake, but the spoon will be flat so you can eat, and or even if you have an issue holding it so the spoon will stay level, even if your hand or wrist is at a different angle. The other interesting thing is that same manufacturer then partnered with L'Oreal over this last CES and is using that with lipstick. So people that, again, have that issue can now put on lipstick again. So again, it's part of a need. If I can get my aging level on my father who has an issue, maybe Parkinson's or something, for him to eat better, number one, that's enabling him to be more independent. Right. Number two, he's eating. We all want that. And number three, if we're talking about a female and lipstick and doing that, again, it's empowering that person to be independent. No, and right. Again, is it built into the lipstick or is it like a lipstick holder? It's like a lipstick holder. The last generation I saw at CES this year was a lipstick holder. It's like from the 1940s, like a cigarette holder. Just Yeah. What's old is new. What's Jetsons, right? We grew up on the Jetsons and all that stuff is coming out. Right. <laughs> My mom was just talking about the Jetsons the other day and she's 88 years old. What you want is Rosie the Robot, right? Yes, I do. Now, what is the utmost coolest thing you saw at CES? Wow. Rosie the robot. <laughs> so it is interesting. So robots, I've, I'm a little on the fence about. So on one hand, from a coolness factor, from a tech factor, I'm like, wow, that is cool. Great. From a creepy factor, I'm like, that freaks me out. From a logical factor, so if we think about one of the manufacturers, I think it was Samsung, they had more of a cute robot. And I think they had it more right than others. And what I mean by that is more of a servant. So envision this, a robot like the vacuum, 
but bigger, that has a smiley face on it, that not only can serve you, let's say, beverages, but also have a human kind of factor, not a humanoid. I don't want my robots to look like a human. That kind of freaks me out, but a fun little happy thing, that's cool. And having conversations with my loved one, things like, hey, Mary, did you know on this date in 1932, the number one song was X, would you like to hear it? Or did you know on your birthday, this is what was happening? So interesting things, conversational, I think that could be a benefit to our aging loved ones. So that was exciting. But that's the kind of stuff that they could actually build into Alexa and stuff like that as well, too, though. But I just went and had that cute interact. Yeah. It's the other ones that look like a droid, like Star Trek or whatnot, that I'm not quite ready for yet. But, and again, and that kind of comes to the conversation of technology through the lifestyles. So what I mean by that is my son. So my youngest son is 10 years old, going to be 11 years old. Now think about it. This boy has literally grown up in a world that does not have buttons. Phones, tablets, everything is touch and swipe and everything. And let me tell you, unlike you, when I was growing up, the telephone was actually bolted to the wall and it had a wire plugged into it. And you had to go around the corner from a little bit of privacy. And if that wasn't far enough, you went down to a retailer that was called Radio Shack in yeah. my neck of the woods. And you got a longer phone cord that you plugged in and you went even farther. You, you know? went into so, your bedroom if you possibly could. Shut the door and told everyone to leave you alone. And, and it would all get tangled up and you would have to untangle it. But those And were your the- parents yelled at you for being on the phone too much. Exactly. And then you had to get your own line. But I digress. The interesting thing is, as I said, at certain age groups, so this, my son, he lives in the world that's that really the world is at his fingertips. In that smart device, he could get all the knowledge from all the colleges, especially now with chat GPT and whatnot. It's amazing what you can learn on your own. Now, if you look at, let's say, millenniums, and you look at Think of things like smart door locks and cameras inside the house. Maybe they want to take a look at their pet, make sure, you know, the pooch is good or allow Alexa to do delivery and put it in their apartment, house, condo, whatever that, you know, so that's one different group. And then you talk about, let's say, our generation. So you have a generation, maybe it's the sandwich generation, maybe you're married, maybe you have children, maybe you're taking care of an aging loved one. So how we use technology like this. Zoom, jumping on a Zoom, having a conversation, having a smart device in our hands, having a car that is smarter than our house because it automatically turns on whether it's dark at night or raining or all of these other cool things. And then you have our aging loved ones. So depending on what age group, for example, I'll pick on my grandmother again, 97. It's amazing. Grandma has always told me that technology is spying on you. <laughs> I don't know where she got that from, but it's a good point. So she's technologically adverse. She doesn't want or need the smart thermostat. She doesn't want a smart door lock. God forbid I went to her condo and swapped her door lock out with a smart one. She'd take it off and throw it at me. And it's understandable because for the last 60, 70 years, she's literally come home with a key and expects to stick it in the door. She doesn't need the fancy buttons or thumbprint. No, I just want to stick a key in the door and open it up. Great. So it's understanding who that person is and giving them what they need and not annoying them. And that's a happy medium. 
I know we've always had push button doors and I don't have one now. So if you want to come put one on my door, feel free. Perfectly acceptable to do that because I have been really missing that because I want to be able to go out, take the dog out, shut the door and not have to worry about whether do I have my keys or not. No, exactly. Out. Interesting point that I saw at CES. When you look at the house, think of what's been smart. You've got the TV, you've got lights, you got shades, you got all these other things. But the kitchen has really been the epitome of smart. You've got the smart fridge, like we talked about. You got the smart stove, ovens, microwaves, all that stuff. So then you say, what's coming out in the future? What's going to be the next smart room? And I say it's going to be the bathroom because the bathroom is the only place where, let's say, we can be honest with ourselves. So you come out of the shower or the tub. And you're getting ready in front of the mirror, and there you go. <laughs> I can tell that I eat way too many cookies. And I would say, is there a sugar. smart mirror that will tell me I weigh 20 pounds lesser or 100 pounds lesser? <laughs> Maybe you can pay that smart mirror. I don't know. I need the smart mirror to lie to me so much. Right. But with that said, yeah, think of, envision this. Envision the mirror that can take a picture of you every single day. So on one hand, that's a little freaky. So I'm not, a, I'm not 100% fine with this. But the other hand is, if it sees a mark on your face, a sunspot, and over time, it can see changes, whether it's tiny where you and I might not notice, but it's picking it up. It could tell us maybe, is it something I should worry about or maybe not? On top of that, think of the mat sitting in front of your mirror as you're brushing your teeth and it's analyzing you, analyzing your weight, things like that. And here's judging. The That's all I'm hearing out of that is no judging. This is a no judging zone. But here's the best part. So at CES, and I always used to make fun of this and it became reality. So the toilet, there's two things with the toilet. Number one, are you having a stressful day? So literally there is a new toilet seat that basically, if you think of your smartwatch, an Apple watch or a Garmin, it's basically got that built into the toilet. And the whole idea is to find out if you're stressing out. So depending on what's coming out of you, depends on how much you're stressing out. So that's an interesting take. But then the other take is from another company who is, let's just say, analyzing the data coming out of you. So I don't know where this goes, but if you think of it like this, and here's where I'm excited and worried at the same time. So if I have a kitchen who is smart, and is analyzing, let's say, what am I eating? What kind of food's in the house? What kind of food's outside of the house? And then I go into the bathroom that is analyzing my form, analyzing the data coming out of me and all that wonderful stuff. What I'm worried about is what happens when I get into my smart car and I say, take me to Starbucks. And it says, no. And I say, what do you mean? Take me to Starbucks. No. I talked to the kitchen, the kitchen talked to the bathroom, the bathroom said, no more Starbucks for you. That's when I have a problem with technology. It's coming out of my house and I'm going old school, 100%. <laughs> you better hop on that bicycle. <laughs> the bike will take you to Starbucks. I know my bike exactly. will take me to Starbucks. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier was like, one of the smartest things that I think if seniors will allow them is to have a smart thermostat. Simply because of the fact you're cold in bed, you're hot in bed, whatever the case may be, not having to get up and go down the stairs to adjust your thermostat is one of the best gifts that is on this earth. And I am, people laugh at me because I'm so in love with my thermostat and I always have, we've had smart thermostats since I can remember. 
And I lived in a place, the condo that, that I rented from the woman that I told you that passed away last month. And for the longest time, I didn't have a smart thermostat and up and down those stairs every time I got hot or cold. Right. Was ridiculous. And I am 50 something years old. So I can't imagine somebody that's in their 80s or 70s, depending on their health. I've had great aunts that lived to be 97, 98 years old, and they were still riding John Deere lawnmowers around their farm. But even who wants to be up and down those stairs in the middle of the night adjusting your temperature? You're very All true. you have to do is tell Alexa or open up the app on your phone and just be like, I want it colder or hotter. True. But I'm going to stop you right there because I think we've just uncovered a lie. I think you've lied to me. Oh, no. You know, you just said that you were 50 something years old. But before you told me that you were 35. So right. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. But you're right. So the new smart thermostats also learn your habits. So think of something where you only have to program it a couple of times. And then over time, it just knows. So we have the same thing. The benefit of me going downstairs and the house is already warm and then it throttles back during the day and or weekends, you set it and forget it. And again, the same thing for our aging loved ones. It just makes life easier. They don't have to get up. And if they want to, they could do it, either get up or they can do it from their smart device. So it's built in backups. Whatever is easiest for you, mom, is what you can do. Or just do nothing. It'll just learn when you're up. It'll know to kick on the heat or the cool. And boom, you're good to go. And then for the kid, ourselves, if we wanted to, we could just double check and get an alert. If something's wrong, if the boiler's not working, whatever it is, we can be notified. Or if you have a teenager who likes windows open all the time and setting the heat on 85 degrees. I don't understand that, but... I don't know. We were never like that. I have to say, growing up, I can guarantee knowing you, we were perfect. And I don't know what happened to these kids. I don't know. I grew up in Florida and I know there, but North Florida. So there were times that, you know, that I was sneaking the heat on. My parents didn't believe in having the heat on, but they were just, I don't want to call them cheap, but there's that. So, but for my parents to be able to, if they had a smart device and could, have, my mom's all about tech stuff. So, I thought I, I went down to Florida to deliver while well, I was going down there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take my mom and Alexa Dot. And she'll be really excited to be able to listen to old music and different stuff like that and whatever. And when I got down there, I'm like, I have a surprise for you. And I told her this on the road on the way there. She visited an Alexa. And I'm like, <laughs> mother, she already had one. So of course, there's that. But then there's also ones. And then after I tell you this, I want to get to your products and tell everybody a little bit more about your what your stuff does as well. But there are devices that, so there's Alexa dots that are, have hubs in them. And yeah. when I, so I bought one, it was all $50 on Amazon and I put it in my bedroom because mine, the one I had a camera on it and I wasn't thrilled about the one having a camera in my bedroom. Yeah. It had a little slide thing that closed, but it, then when it acted up, I'm like, you know what? I don't need a camera in my bedroom. Right, especially if you want to dance. I mean, who wants to record the dancing, right. right? Nobody needs that. Nobody needs to see my dancing. Trust me, it's not pretty. So I just bought the one with the hub in it, though, because like I said, it was the one that was on sale and it was only 50 bucks, right? And one day something happened and I don't remember what it was. Alexa managed to tell me like, your bedroom temperature is. And I went, wait, how does it know what my bedroom temperature is versus the one downstairs? And right. so I had to Google it. And sure enough, the hub one has a thermostat in it. Yeah. So I'm able to say, know, Mariana, it's getting hot in here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm able to say, 
Now I'm able to say, Alexa, what's the temperature in the bedroom or what's the temperature downstairs? And it's usually five degrees difference, which is what provoked me to go buy that smart fan because it's getting too warm in my bedroom. And this is a new bedroom. I'm not sure how it's going to react. The temperature thing with summer heat rising. But anyway, but the fact that she can tell me what my bedroom temperature is versus what my downstairs temperature is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Again, how technology can help us as human. And that's really where we've gone from a whole bunch of gadget stuff to now where, like you've learned, here's something that can help us. On one hand, it's nice to be able to have reminders. That's a nicety. But then to have that kind of global look of what's going on in our house, we use Google. And Google has the displays. And one of the reasons we use that is because now I have a display in pretty much every single room. And the benefit is if somebody comes to the front or side door and they ring the doorbell, you can see them and have that two-way communication in-house. And again, with having kids could be downstairs in the basement, gaming, doing whatever they're doing, and they still have that, as well as things like, it's interesting, having family photos. So every time we go away on a trip, we add those photos of all of us together And boom, that's coming up in the kids' rooms all the time. So things like that. But the best thing, I'll tell you what the best thing is. What I've learned, the best way to use, let's say, a Google display with your children is this. You say, hey, Google, I need you to play fart noises in your son or daughter's room. And then it starts playing like this fart noise playlist from Amazon or, yeah, Spotify. And it is the best thing in the world because now all of a sudden you hear them giggling And then they're trying to turn it off and they forget how to turn it off. And I'll tell you what, I think it just offers hours of entertainment for us adults. (laughs) That indeed. But yeah, you did bring up a good, a good point was doorbells with cameras in them. I tell seniors all the time. I'm like, look, you don't have to answer that door. This, this would prevent so many people being broken into it, beaten and stuff like that because they're not opening the doors. My generation was still opening doors for people. And I'm, I'm like, no, if you didn't tell me you were coming and I'm not expecting you, I'm not opening that door. I'm looking at my phone going, who's at my door? And seniors should be also, you can tie it into, I can tell my TV, Alexa, show me who's at the front door. Now I've got a 60 inch of of some rando at my front door that I'm not going to open it to. So even if you don't have a smartphone, you just have a tablet or something. There's all kinds of ways of making this happen and to creating a safety net around yourself to, to prevent, not prevent necessarily, but some of them could be prevent falls, to alert people when you've fallen, to alert people when you need help. If you're lonely, pick up your smartphone and call somebody, hop on Zoom with somebody. There's the technology doesn't have to be annoying. It doesn't have to be intrusive and all this other stuff. It can just be awesome. That, yeah. can, that they can be connected. They can call their grandchildren on Messenger. My daughter and I talk on me, on Facebook Messenger and there's times where she'll be home alone in the evenings and she'll call and the next thing I know I'm talking to her cat. But people, I certainly didn't want a pandemic to happen. But the nice right. thing about what has happened was A, it's made meetings like this perfectly acceptable. I'm in my home. You're at your home, wherever you're at. And I don't have to apologize. Oh, I normally work at my office, but today I'm working from my home office because my kid's sick or whatever. It's perfectly just say, yeah, I have a home-based business. I work from home. If my dog barks, it's okay. It's just, it's become acceptable. But what more happened is that seniors, especially men, I'm sorry, men, if you're listening to this, 
you guys have been incredibly stubborn of trying for, I've taught technology for 20 years for seniors and trying to get men to, to embrace technology has just been like pulling teeth. Women are, have definitely been 95% of my customers, but it forced them to have a smartphone or a tablet or something to be able to talk to their doctors or order groceries or have food right. delivered. And the nicer part about that food delivery part is that with DoorDash and Grubhub and some of those now, like we can get any kind of food delivered that you could possibly imagine in yeah. most cities, unless you're a small town USA. But we used to have pizza and Chinese. Those were the yes, two delivered very food. very true. And now you've got Indian and salads and smoothies and just everything you can imagine. So with You're that, making me hungry. I'm telling you, I'm going to go on my Grubhub right now and pick up something. Send me lunch too and we'll share it together. But okay, so we talked about ordering food. We talked about cameras. We've talked about new devices and robots and lights and everything else. Tell us a little bit about your products now. Now's your time to shine. So what was really important for me is to get more clarity, clarity of care. It was also important to me to fill in the gaps because the problem is with my father, I'm running over there, I'm helping him, but then I'm doing my own companies. I'm dealing with that. I'm on podcasts. How do I deal with this? And the other thing that was important was solving problems. At the end of the day, it's all about problem solving. You know, what, how do I know if my father took his medication and then did he get up? Is he moving around? Is he eating enough? Is he going to the bathroom? Is he taking a shower? All of these activities of daily living. And I had no clue that it was called that. I just wanted to know, did Tad get up and is he taking his medication? And up until now, that technology really hasn't been there, but now it is. So with what we're doing is there's a couple of beliefs. Number one is it's very hard to make that person wear something, whether it's my fallen and I can't get up or have the phone on them. They may have it. They may not have it. Number one. Number two, it's also extremely hard, as you said, to make somebody change their habits, right? Whether it's a male, of course, we might be stubborn. I don't know where you get that from, <laughs> but changing anybody's habits. So whether it's making them, you have to have this, you have to have that, I need you to do this. So my belief was, how do I monitor how my loved one's doing without having them change their habits or wear something or anything like that? It's got to be passive. It's got to be easy. It's got to be simple to install. And that's where Caregiver Smart Solutions comes from. And what we're doing is we're leveraging tiny, non-invasive sensors that are placed discreetly around the home. And they're monitoring that person's habits because the habit is the only thing you can't lie your way out of. For example, I have a habit of eating way too many cookies and you can tell, which is why I run. But when we're looking at that person's habit, we can find out if there's a problem today, obviously the worst possible case, did that person fall? Or is it an issue over time? They're eating less, they're moving around slower. And these are all indicators of the health of that person. And that's all that information is then basically shot to your smartphone through an app. And if something's amiss, you will know, you will get notifications and you can track things over time. So if let's say you go over mom's house and you think she looks like she's losing a little weight, you could literally go through and see how many times she's opened up the fridge or 
you know, fridge and bathroom use. The reality is we're a closed loop system. So whatever must go in, must come out. And those are the kind of things, if you're tracking on a long-term basis, you can see trends. And it's all about clarity, clarity of care, and seeing the trends of our aging loved one. Make sense? Now, how much of a range does that sensor have? Because there's a difference between going into the bathroom to brush your hair and going into exactly. the bathroom to go on the toilet. And sometimes those are a little bit farther apart and sometimes they're really close together. Yeah. So the great thing about us is we start with what's called the core kit. The core kit covers pretty much 80% of households, bedroom, bathroom, living room, kitchen, dining room, where most of the events happen. Now, if you have an odd-shaped house or if you have a toilet that's over to the corner or behind a wall, you can add more sensors. That's not a big deal. And the reality is I don't care what mom's doing in the bathroom. All I want to know is that she's in the bathroom and then she comes out. I want to know that she's opening up the fridge. I want to know that she is taking a shower or bath every couple of days. And that's what our temperature and humidity sensor does because we're looking at A, temperature inside the house and B, rise of humidity. Somebody's taking the shower. The other cool thing is you could also, let's say, pick up another one of those sensors and put it next to the stove. So now we're looking at rise of temperature from the stove. So God forbid, let's say, Mom is cooking a pot of sauce, and then she walks out the front door. If she's gone for a couple of minutes, not a big deal. Maybe she's talking to the UPS person or something like that. But if she's gone for 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour, that's a problem. I need to know. And you will. You could set up that indicator right on your phone. Boom. It'll come up and tell you, Mom has left the building. Yet the stove's on. Very cool point. And so you're sending me a set, so I'm going to be able to show people what it's like, and I'm going to set it up in my home and I'm going to demonstrate like what Ryan's talking about, because sometimes it's easier to see than to hear when it comes to technology stuff. So we'll set it up. I'll go full, I'll buy in completely and walk through this and we'll see what this is about. And Ryan, I kicked, screamed and hollered for you to give my listeners more of a discount, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And we have a special discount coming your way for only your listeners. And I might get in trouble for this, but only your listeners are able to get a 15% discount. I'm going to give you a special code, which will be in here underneath. And then everybody that uses it will get that discount. Ryan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for the discount for my listeners. I cannot wait to set mine up and let you guys know when I receive it. And We'll do an unboxing together and see exactly how it comes and how easy it is to set up because I think it's something that your your parents and whatever, they're not necessarily going to want to purchase this. But I think having that conversation with them saying, hey, I think just being able to monitor just some basic stuff and not being intrusive will be a lot more won over quickly than saying we're setting up a camera. And back to our original conversation, that person that fell, yeah. the aging loved ones have heard about that. They know somebody that's happened to. And here is a way that you can tell your parents, I've got your back. Listen, I don't care what you're doing. I just want to know that you're okay. You're eating enough. And God forbid, if something happens, I got your back. And it's all about compressing the time between an event and your reaction. Ryan, again, thank you so much for sharing all of your wonderful wisdom with us and imparting that on us and much success to you and your business moving forward. 
Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day.